that's another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. Here's Foggy. I got an extra applause there. That was great. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 27. The episode where we tell the mad chameleon he's not welcome anymore. I'm your host, Foggy, and with me as always are JPP. Hey guys, what's happening? <laughs> tea bags. What's up? Tea bags. Too hot for TV. And back for always, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. <laughs> hello, hello. Awkward <laughs> silence there. <laughs> he was taken aback. Yeah, he was still, you know, getting his face back on from being melted for a minute there. Good evening, fellas. Are you ready to get started? You ready for a great show? I am. Yourself? Of course. I'm bringing a uh, a new segment to the program. Uh-oh. It's a trial program. I'm curious. You are curious. All right. Here's the plan. I've been thinking about this for a while. How many of you guys go on and read reviews of albums? I do at times. Depends on uh, what album it is. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Uh, yes and no. I, I I usually like to hear it first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, sometimes I just find it baffling in that first paragraph or two when the writer decides they want to throw in some serious language in describing the band or the album. And um, it really by itself, sometimes it's nonsensical and really doesn't make any sense, but it sounds really flowery and cool in the, uh, in the review. Have you guys ever noticed that? Or is this just something I picked up on? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, it kind of depends on, again, yeah. on the album. Guys, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you know, guys seem to, seems like when guys are writing reviews, a lot of them seem to find their thesaurus or they definitely keep them handy. <laughs> it, for yeah. sure. You know, and it depends on it, whether or not it's uh, a positive glowing review or if it's extremely negative, they have to find uh, how many ways they can say sucks in, in one paragraph. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> True. Set it, sometimes they'll set it up like real flowery, like, and then say how they're no, no longer relevant. You know, the review will be kind of opposite of their opening, but true. yeah. So go ahead. Okay. So here was, here was the point. What I'd like to do, if you guys are game or we could even share the duty is to find a passage from a review, read it here and see if the other three can guess which band or album it's talking about. Mm. So let's see if it really isn't just flowery mumbo jumbo, but really succinct in what it's trying to say. Okay. Sound good? I, I did pick an easy one for tonight and it does have a definite clue. So I think you guys are going to get this one quickly, but this is just to illustrate the point. So I'm going to read the paragraph and I'm going to drop the name of the album or the band if that would come up. Okay. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. It goes like this. Like a mall friendly King Crimson, this album had a starless and Bible black sound that actually rocked rather than wittering on, converting complex mathematic passages into visceral rock. Also like Cream King Crimson, the lyrics were mostly garbage, but goddamn did that rhythm section pummel the shit out of its instruments. As with the Mars Volta's debut, the drums were the lead voice on this particular album. 
Huh. I would say <laughs> they're saying the Mars Volta. Um, yeah. I mean, I could I could see that being a Mars Volta esque review. I could see it being technically a tool review in some way, but you know, uh, yeah. this guy must not really be a big fan of tool in the first place. Um, definitely not Nickelback. Definitely not Nickelback. <laughs> Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the fact that the lyrics sucked kind of threw me. Mm-hmm. The music. They're mostly garbage, <laughs> according oh. to this. Well, That's, I mean, yeah. Tony, you are a bit biased, though. So someone someone might not like Maynard, as crazy as that sounds. Um, I don't. I don't buy that. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I mean, you keep saying garbage, so. Is uh, what's his name from Garbage? Butch Vig. Butch, Butch Vig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just so, the clue that I was thinking of when I read this immediately was the mathematics of the music. That's where I would say tool. Yes. Right. That's that was kind of what I was drawing me to that as well. Yeah, yeah. it was a review of Lateralis. Oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) There are Maynard deniers out there. Blasphemers. Blasphemers. Oh, there are a lot of people who think he's a pretentious dick. I mean, yeah, tool. I mean, that's just a given. But yeah, that was kind of (laughs) interesting. But so anyway, you guys get the point of the whole thing with the yes, yes, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Are you going to be bringing this every week, or are we all going to like kind of share? Well, that's what I was going to say to you guys. Do you want to rotate? Everybody finds one, and we all guess. You want me to do it? I don't care. Yeah, I think we rotate. We yeah. want somebody doing a challenge, somebody doing a little trivia. That's cool by me. That's cool. Sweet Georgia Brown. All right, so this uh, challenge this week is Mondays. So bringing to the show next week, uh, Tony, you bring the uh, the review snippet. Okay. Can I so it'll be positive, review snippet review. <laughs> <laughs> Give the clue away, why don't you? It's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll bring something. Sounds good. I like it. All right, cool. Excellent. All right. Before we get started, anybody want to share anything interesting going on? I've got uh, my boys are both in band, and they had their spring concert um what is today tuesday uh yesterday i guess and uh no i'm sorry it was saturday saturday uh and they played you guys all should have been there because it was all movies and tv stuff they did they started out they played um uh star wars medley and the director conducted with a lightsaber nice cool (laughs) And at the at the end of it, they kind of rolled into uh, Indiana Jones, so I guess it was kind of a Lucasfilm medley. Uh, and then they played uh, the Game of Thrones theme, which I thought was an interesting choice for a bunch of high school kids, but yeah. whatever. It's just <laughs> the theme, right? No, None of them watch it, surely. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, but uh, that was interesting. They did a great job, but it was a really, really long piece. It was a really long piece. Uh, so I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would just be the 
you know, what you see on the show. But, and then they finished with um, the Avengers theme. So that was nice. Cool. Awesome. Excellent. The, uh, the, I'm sure the Game of Thrones theme was pretty interesting with the na 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 the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and, and thanks to South Park for ruining that theme for me because every time I hear that now I go wiener wiener, wiener wiener. <laughs> Great. Now I will. That's right, you will. On that finale, you're going to be thinking wieners. <laughs> Um, Starbucks and wieners for that matter. He always thinks wieners. Yeah, because like, who says I wasn't? Um, <laughs> no, I've done a couple of film projects for high school bands, and I know Paul did had a job for a while around band. And man, no one works harder than that. I mean, you think the football teams out there practicing, working hard, but those that band, man, that was like overnighters and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, that when I did the drum corps, I used to live stream the drum corps tours. Those kids were practicing all day. They'd perform way into the evening, hop on a bus. Sometimes they'd sleep on the floor of a school and then get up in the next morning and do it all over again. And it was constant for about 90 days. And I learned the hard way. They don't wash their uniforms through the season too. So by finals, woo, stay back. (laughs) You know, I grew up on a hog farm and I think I'd rather hang out there. Okay. Let me just say that. I always found it interesting as an athletic director because the teams in in the fall were limited on the amount of time that they could practice football team couldn't practice more than three hours in an entire day. And yet somehow the school systems allow bands to stay out on black asphalt in their full gear for 12 hours. I I never understood how they let that slide by, but they're troopers. Yeah, no doubt. And probably less impact technically, unless uh, the tuba player steps the wrong way and then creates the domino effect. And everybody. Well, it's not. The reason isn't because of contact, because they removed all the contact out of the sport, too. So it was just about (laughs) the heat exhaustion and wearing equipment outdoors. What? So insane. I'm trying to process the logic. Hold on. It's not working. (laughs) Yeah, Justice, this will be his second year in marching band, and Fane started this year. So. that's uh it, yeah it's a lot of time i mean it's pretty much the whole summer so we've uh, pretty much given up on planning things <laughs> have fun in the bleachers monday yeah. <laughs> right on right on so what do we got going on today we got a review we got some challenge stuff right anything else fun um i say let's get to that challenge um uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us with the challenge and then um Dead by Wednesday review. So weekly challenge. Weekly challenge. All right. This week's challenge was issued by JPP. Would you please remind us? This week, uh, I asked you guys to pick to three songs that you remember putting on repeat and having to listen to more than once. So you, be it that, uh, hey, this caught me. I got to listen to this whole song again, um, you know, basically. And, uh, you know, it can be from any era, from the past to now and you know music will do that to you sometimes or it's so good you got to hear it again um i will say that thanks to um classic radio formats these days it's hard to not hear things on repeat particularly when you go in to work in the morning and then when you get off work it's like i, I heard that song at eight i'm hearing it again at five thirty. this is <sighs> unreal deja vu so anyway i'm eager to hear what what uh, songs you couldn't wait to listen to again all right. Who wants to start? I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to I'm going to sit out the first round because 
two of them jumped out immediately <clears throat> for various reasons, but to come up with a third would have just been, Hey, I love the song and I listened to it over and over and there's about a hundred of those. So I only picked two super meaningful ones. So I'm going to let you guys do the first round and I'll jump back in on the second and third. Okay. okay. Well, I'll go ahead and jump in then because this challenge to me actually was the hardest out of all of them because my nature and people that know me, like they'll have to stop me sometimes from switching to the next song. Cause I just can't, I have the next one. I'm, I'm I have the next one on deck and I don't want to, I never hardly go back and repeat ever. So um, I really didn't have a list that was fair because I was just kind of guessing at some point, but ironically um, tool started playing two new songs this Sunday for the festival. And it's the first time in years that I've sat down and like put songs on a repeat, trying to decipher lyrics and taking in the new music and all that kind of stuff. So all of my answers for this challenge actually are <laughs> the new two, the two new tool songs, which are uh, invincible and descending. And there's only a couple of like live versions out there right now. So um, that's my answer. I hate to say it, but I just, no, it really happens like that. I need a sound bite. What's what I'm disappointed in is the fact that I don't have a sound bite that says surprise, surprise. But I know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I have two, and I'm done. So hey, well, you know, this is a first. I have stumped you for one. You don't have honorable mentions for two, and uh, you know that that uh, brings the conclusion for the show. Good night, everybody. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried that you know Paul said we don't have to like do parts one and two or whatever i figured that'd give tony license to just keep going with his honorable mention <laughs> i know it's almost like they're going for a layup like i can't hit it now i think there's just too much wide open space here i gave him a trampoline for a slam dunk and he missed it by that much <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we'll kind of sit back and listen to this. steve has a couple and you, you and metalhead going back and forth cool yeah all sounds good metalhead i'll let you go next <clears throat> well, I had to narrow it down a few times. Like I, I had one that came to mind immediately and I actually didn't end up using that one. And I mean, I had a ton of them. So the, do you, you want me to do one first? Yeah, let's, we'll go kind of round table. Okay. The first one here that I landed on was uh, nine inch nails reptile. Good choice. Uh, that, that is my, absolute favorite nine inch nails song i love it and mm -hmm. i could just either turn it up really loud or put headphones on and just listen to it over and over and over and over again um there's so many layers in that song so many things that i mean sound kind of contradictory but work so well together um i love the droning bass Oh yeah. Just the whoa, 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 through the whole thing. It's it it's amazing. Um Trent's vocals are pretty dynamic in that song. He does a lot of different stuff. Um and uh when we first saw them in nineteen ninety-four, it was the first time we had seen them. And to this day, when they played that song live, it is one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Yeah. It's so good. The the lights, the sound, uh, that droning bass line they actually played on guitar, and it was just like a sounded like a super low tune, just whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, you could just feel it in your chest. And 
that was amazing. So that's one of my favorites to watch live, just because Les Pauls—they're just ballsy anyway, as far as tone goes, and it's just chunk, 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 chunk the whole yeah. way through. And um, yeah, no, that's a that's a great choice. And every time I think of that show, we saw them at uh, you know, the the arena in Muncie. I think of when the lights go down, and our buddy Jeff is standing next to us, and he's screaming like the Beatles are going on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> and, you know, and he's in full goth garb too mind you so you know he's all like i look tough and then Wah! as soon as the show yeah. starts it was just nuts and <laughs> i was like dude they're gonna be on calm down you know what i mean but uh you know it was a great experience for him he had not had a chance to to catch a show yet so i was kind of, in a way i was kind of glad to be there to experience that with him and see you know his reaction and um you know it we saw them again, what, that next winter, they came back around. And, the next uh, year, 95, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. And, uh, you know, still a great, great show. And I got closer at that time. The crowd was completely rowdy. And, um, you know, there's no way I would want to be in a pit at my age these days. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that song delivered then, too. That's long story short. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great choice. I won't have a ton of comments here, but that seeing it live, when you especially when you hear that like, real soft like high pitched like plink 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 stuff that's going on before it like drops in and crushes you mm-hmm. that's really cool in concert and then the lights at that show in 94 i remember like looking up and it was like almost like reptile skin kind of like, like snake skin yeah it was all yeah. green and yeah it was amazing right. yeah. yeah so great choice great, great stuff all right so foggy sitting out i'll go ahead and go and then we'll let uh, him come around the the next round sound good mm-hmm. all right so my first repeat play was The Shortest Straw from Metallica off of Injustice for All. That's my first choice. Um, partly because I was learning that album at the time, so I had to rewind and learn riffs and stuff like that. But that song was kind of the driving force for me to really get to know arrangements of a song, verse, chorus, things like that. The complexities of that are the riffs kind of change up, even though the parts kind of repeat uh particularly with the they change that tail a little bit as the song progresses and it's almost like it becomes a cue as to where they're at in the tune and you know to retain that while you're doing these other grooves kind of subconsciously it's a tricky feat so that really turned my mind toward that aspect of songwriting. And then it opened my mind up to looking at the rest of the album in that critical fashion too, to really kind of break down parts and see how the riffs evolved and tunes and stuff as well. Um, <clears throat> not to mention that intro just rips your head off. You're like, okay, where's this going? And then when they hit the, and it just really opens up the chords and stuff too. And it's just dynamic and it's just aggressive and, it's really an amazing album across the board. I've been listening to it a lot lately and just kind of uh, revisiting my inner junior high kid, trying to learn those riffs and spending hours with headphones on and my parents yelling for me and I can't hear them because the headphones are on too loud and all that good stuff. So um, yeah, I, I, it's to the point, I think I've mentioned it before, but the cassette of that, I listened to it so much and rewound it that when I hear it on CD, I expect to hear tape warps in certain spots, but they're not there obviously because it's digital <laughs> and not, you know, warped yeah. tape. Yeah. That's another, <laughs> another good choice. I, I have a real small request here. Mm-hmm. When you go back to like tease this uh, episode, can we just have like Beavis and Butthead with you and Mondays? 
Yeah, I was going to say something about the we're, we're doing the sound instrument sounds now. Well, you have to convey have to that on everyone. Right. I don't have my rig fired up. So, you know, uh, but yeah, totally. Uh, cool. Uh, I should uh, start the song, the uh, the uh, show off with a winger tune while I'm at it too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Right on. Foggy. All right. Yeah, this was kind of difficult for me because you guys know I, I'm an album listener and I like to just plow through each time. So, but there were a few. Um, one, and I think I've said here before, one of my, if not my favorite album, top three albums is Siamese Dream from Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And um, a song on there that's often overlooked is Hummer. I don't know if you guys are super familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's got a really cool, I don't even know, because I, I can't describe music very well, the, the intro, how the music comes in. You know how sometimes uh, the Pumpkins build up and then the, those layered guitars just pound in? Mm-hmm. This one's similar in a lot of that fashion. Um, but it's the lyrics. And I think when I went back and I started thinking about this before I got into education, I worked in retail and, um, I hated it and it was horrible. Um, I had, I got a literature degree and then here I am working at a drugstore. But anyway, so, um, some of the lyrics like, uh, shame my tongue fat with promise all along. When I woke up from that sleep, I was happier than I'd ever been. And uh, then he goes on and says, when you decide that your life is a prize, renew, revive. And I think that song just fits that time in my life so well. And I listened to that over and over. And again, it was a tape in the car. So um, that thing got worn out in a heartbeat. (laughs) Uh, But if you ever get a chance, go back and check that out. Such a good song. Right on. It's a bummer when you're a hummer, when you're just kind of going along and not really, you know, just humming along with life, but not making your own trail. And. So, so it was quite the anthem fine. for that time, you're saying? It really fit my circumstances, for sure. <laughs> and I think we all hit that point in our lives, and we kind of have to to remind ourselves, you know what, life's too short. If I do this one more day, I am going to gouge my eyes out, or whatever it is that you choose to torture yourself with. So, um, yeah. that, no, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you were able to successfully move on from something that you didn't like and doing something. Um, I hope that uh, you find somewhat rewarding in another facet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has its moments. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> that was before the public decided to crap on us, but <laughs> other than that, I'm generally happy. Yes. Good. Good. The stories are always entertaining. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Ed, what's your number two? My number two is Ozzy shot in the dark. Oh, and hell yeah. <laughs> once again, it is my, absolute favorite Ozzy song um, off of a great album, The Ultimate Sin. And um, I can't really explain why that's my favorite Ozzy song. It just always Mm. has been. I don't, when it kicks in, it's just got a great solid groove. I I think that was the first album that uh, Randy Castillo started playing with him on drums and <laughs> and I, but uh, it's just the band is all great. It's Castillo and uh, Jakey Lee on guitar, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who plays bass on that, but um, 
but uh the, it's just the band's firing on all cylinders ozzy's vocals are amazing on that song i love the lyrics and it just I, I can listen to that song over and over and over again later uh they did another version of it with um zach on guitar so yeah pretty sweet too and you know ozzy's a powerhouse no matter who he's got in the group but it's always interesting to hear the ensemble you know basically carry ozzy in in that you know they're they're the the force behind him and you know no matter who it is i mean there's a consistent sound for one but everyone still has a chance to have their own style too and so the different eras of ozzy are just fascinating to me in that regard you got randy you've got zach you got jakey lee and i can't remember the guy's name gosh i I should know it it's on the tip of my tongue the gentleman that filled in after randy passed and uh, he never was on a studio album. Oh, he's from Night Ranger. Yeah, and uh, he, he passed away recently. Is it? And uh, Brad Gillis. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just what a what a force to be reckoned with, and the fact that he just stepped up to the plate through such a difficult time, and you know, just the band was always on point, and you know, it's it's interesting that I guess throughout all these years when things become kind of not cool anymore or a novelty. Ozzy is still one of those acts that's going to just pack the place. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I got to see him the last time because I'd never seen him before. So that was my first. And uh, yeah, it was really good. I, I hope I get to see him. because I know he's been kind of ill lately and stuff. So uh, hang in there, Ozzy. Yeah. We need the Prince of Darkness for a while longer, please. <laughs> I think he said it's his last tour, right? Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. But doesn't mean I want him to kick off anytime soon. Just, you know, hang out. <laughs> yeah, he'll be on the show in two weeks. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right on. My turn again, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, so this is left of center with, with the metal stuff, but not left of center if you know me and my musical tastes. It's a song called Flim by Aphex Twin. It's off the Come to Daddy album. <laughs> And it's for Aphex Twin, especially the Come to Daddy album, it's somewhat clean and kind of pretty. It's full of real stuttery rhythms and a nice little melody on top. And it's really cool. And I listened to that on repeat several times because I was just trying to wrap my head around what is going on with this drum machine and these programming and, you know, all these intricacies that are not conventional with pop music. And that, was really kind of the uh, shining moment for me with abstract music. Of course, Bjork was very avant-garde and just crazy. And I love what she did, but things were still a little more straight ahead and poppy with post and, you know, the first album and, and sugar cubes and things like that. And then, you know, you've got Richard D James who just really flips the script and doesn't care about meter and measure lengths and stuff. And it just really goes all over the place, but he still delivers a nice, harmonious piece that really had a nice mood to it too and so i just dug deep and really listened to that quite a bit and to be honest with you if i was trying to learn how to program that i would still fail miserably because there's so many little nuances that you just can't emulate he definitely has his way of doing things and um you know he had the phrase basically when they were saying you know how do you feel about all these people that you know definitely want to be like you and and he said something to the effect and i could be saying this wrong so just from memory bear with me but essentially it was like too many sheep not and not enough shepherds in that genre of music basically meaning that you know there's a lot of people that want to follow and emulate but they don't 
carry forth and be innovative with it. It's just a matter of, well, I can do that too. And you have that with any style of music, right? I want to be the next Rage Against the Machine. I want to be the next Nickelback. I want to, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, how do you find your voice with that emulation through that progress, basically, in our process? Right. Yeah, he's... Paul, uh, you've mentioned Nickelback twice tonight. I'm getting concerned. <laughs> and do not say we're uh, reviewing their next album. Well, you haven't heard about my new rock album I'm coming out with, have you? No, I'm just <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just making sure people are awake, particularly foggy. Oh, I'm awake. T-Bags, you were starting uh, to say? Yeah, I, don't know, I, was just saying that, I was just saying that uh, Richard James is, like, phenomenal. So, yeah, I can't even fathom trying to, like, um, deconstruct a song and then pick it apart and learn how to do it, so... There, uh, I have an album, can't remember who performed it, but there are symphonies that recreate his music and they do a fantastic job. But, you know, to their credit, they've also got more than one percussionist playing the rhythm parts and um, that sort of thing. So they're able to break it down and really do it justice. Whereas, you know, here I am trying to get my little tiny drum machine. He may have multiple for, for all I know, but innovative guy, crazy things. And uh, his face scares my wife, especially when he does the rubber Johnny video, uh, the window liquor video and, uh, come to daddy as well for that matter so he's not afraid to uh have some uh special effects and probably horror effects artists uh mangle his look and uh stretch him to the <laughs> countless bounds of uh, imagination <laughs> okay my next song was a this one's kind of interesting because i did choose a rush song but i didn't choose a typical rush song and I don't even know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's called Bravado. I have heard and of it. And it's, um, it's pretty mellow uh, by comparison. Um, Alex and um, Neil both nailed their parts in one take and they didn't want to go back. And you know how critical they are and they want everything to be perfect. And they felt like the emotion was there and everything was just right. And so they kept it. Nice. Um, Neil had had some Nigerian influences, um, used a lot of downbeat, as he explains it, um, in there. And he at, at the end where he would typically do these normal fills, he changed them to match what he was the new things that he was doing. Hmm. And it's just interesting, and it's different. And I don't know how many times I listened to it, trying to figure out why what was different about those drums, and it is so very different. Um, and then it's got some great, um, great lines. And one of the lines they lifted from uh, the Tidewater Tales says, we will pay the price, but we will not count the cost. Huh. And um, Neil goes on to say that um, there are no failures of talent, only failures of character. And uh, it's a pretty inspirational song. And uh, it's just really a break from what you normally get from Rush. And it is uh, super smooth and cool. And um, it's one of the band's favorites and they played it you know, after what it came out, 94, mm -hmm. I think. And, um, but they played at every concert after that. It became one of their favorites and just an emotional song they all love. That's cool. No, and I, Very cool. Yeah, especially when you have a band with uh, the mindset of technical precision and, and wanting to nail the takes and will go over and over until they get it right. Um, that says a lot when they feel like they had a, a moment that was captured that they knew they couldn't recreate. So um, that's 
too, too cool. In fact, when I used to jam with my high school buds back in the day, I remember listening to some riff tapes that we were all in this room jamming and I would record the, the practices and we would improv and just go to town on things. And um, I would catch it. I would work on it and then I'd bring it back the next week and say, I want to do this again. And we could never put it you know, into a uh, practice the way we did that week before, because we were thinking about it too much. So, um, you know, it's, it's very cool when, when you do catch that spontaneity and that mood that, you know, it is that moment. Um, so anyway, I won't go on and on like I normally do about that, but nonetheless, that's, that's a, a really cool thing to know. I'll have to go back and listen to it and kind of hear for those moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to check that one out. I am too. I, the last, I mean, you're too, Steve, so far. Both bands that I like, and I'm not familiar with those songs enough to like have them play in my head, so I'll have to go back and listen to them and give it a closer listen to. So, good cool. choices. Grotto's yeah. off of Roll the Bones. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah, I was reading the lyrics here. It's cool. Yeah. All right, Monday. Okay, my third one, my last one. <clears throat> uh, Kill Switch Engage band i love the song's called in due time um the video's fun uh it's just kind of <laughs> people in the comments of the video make fun of it because it's just one of those where it's kind of like the guys are coming together to make a music video but it also has behind the scenes stuff in it so you see them joking around and laughing like oh another video of guys showing how these metal guys are just kooky kooky dudes you know and it's funny but the but the video is great um <clears throat> it's called in due time okay if you listen to the lyrics it's really kind of about um persevering through like dark periods of your life and all of that uh one thing i really like about jesse leach is the singer on this one <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. He, a lot of his lyrics are positive. Um, he, he, he's very much about like the PMA, you know, positive mental attitude. And he tries to put that message forth in a lot of his lyrics and over, he's big on overcoming adversity. And that's a lot of what this song is about. Um, and I have a, there's a section towards the end of the song where it's kind of a I don't know what you'd call it a, a bridge or a break or something but I have some of the lyrics that this really gives you a good idea what the song is about he says um, all that we suffer through leads to determination the trials we all go through gives us the strength to carry on something within us burns desire feeds the will to live a reason to believe I will see redemption so that's cool. pretty much the vibe of the song, you know, keep, an, keep on keeping on through dark times and it'll get better once you get through. And uh, I, I <laughs> you guys had a challenge once uh, about uh, choosing your uh, MMA walkout songs. I think this one might be mine. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, I'm only recently... Uh, familiar with them but um what i've heard i've really liked great band for sure and i still stand by my walkout song of yakety sax <laughs> love it yeah 
Love it. Well, JPP, what do you have? This is a song that I recently encountered last week. Going back to my synthwave uh, obsession, there is there there are a handful of groups in synthwave. Okay, so synthwave, if you listen to it, it becomes if you've heard one tune, you've basically heard them all. It's very much a, a simple element: pulsating bass line, synths on top, you know, lots of eighties toms and that kind of stuff. But still, feel good, fun stuff. There are, again, with the sheep and shepherds that I mentioned before, there are a few that kind of are the shining lights of that genre. One in particular being a group called The Midnight, which I'm under the impression is one guy. He has a great voice. It really fits that 80s throwback sound real well. He sprinkles some saxophone in some of the earlier works that it really is badass. It's good stuff. Um, This song is called America Online. And it's just fun to listen to. I've been listening to it on the way uh, to and from the gig. And uh, especially when I'm stuck in interstate traffic for a little bit, I've actually put it on repeat um, through the the past uh, week and a half since I discovered this last weekend. Um, Just a lot of fun, good baseline, good changes, some tasty chords in there. And it goes in directions that I didn't anticipate. It's not very predictable, like uh, conventional pop. It, kind of plays on that 80s realm where they add extra voices and just make the chords more tasty and fuller uh things like that and he you don't get to hear his raw vocals on this that's it's vocoder but it's still just a a slam and tune and if you go to spotify or apple music or wherever you stream your your fine music tastes uh look up the midnight and check out anything that he's done. The earlier stuff is fun, especially with the saxophone riffs. And then the newer stuff is a good time too. He's got a 2018 release called kids. That is really good. I listened to that this week as well. Um, A lot of samples. There's one segment where he's going through old commercials from the eighties. So you hear about masters of the universe, nerds, serial, um, you know, action figures, not included, not, you know, whatever, uh, disclaimers and that kind of stuff that were thrown in it's a lot of fun it's very nostalgic and there's some lyrics on that particular album that kind of hit me hard he's talking about growing up and moving out and you know the families are being sad and that kind of thing and you know it definitely reminds me of growing up and you know reminds me that my daughter will grow up as well so you know even though it's kind of a poppy 80s feel it still hit me in the feels but uh you know i went from you know my one of my first songs i went to you know kind of the middle of my my music tastes and where i was dabbling deeper in electronic electronica and electronic music and then you know i'm going to as recently as this week and for me i listen to songs on repeat a lot because as someone who loves to write music and put chords together and things i'm always listening for elements that you know, I could learn from and that I want to try and see how I can turn it into a tool in my tool belt as well. So um, there's times where I might find a moment and I just keep rewinding that little moment over and over and just kind of analyze and dissect it. Or, you know what, that song kicked ass. It's time to listen to that again. Um, and I still love to listen to albums, but given how busy I am, I don't have the the time, sometimes even the patience to start an album and, and sit through it and, and finish it. So these days I try to just ingest what I can when I can. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything after nerd cereal. I can taste it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> didn't they, didn't they do like the nerds packaging where you had like two different sides like one side? I guess they did. Yes. yes. That's awesome. Oh man, you know, and some of those cereals were whack too, you know, especially when it's like, okay, this is one form of sugar, this is another form of sugar. You put them together and <laughs> uh, you know, it's like uh, Lucky Charms. It's like you just ate the marshmallows because the rest of it was crap. I hated the marshmallows. They got slimy, oh, yeah. like rubber. Well, so well, I didn't put I didn't put them in milk. I just ate the marshmallows out of the package and let somebody else have the you know the Cheerios that were shaped funny. The nerd cereal I remember is I think it was uh, purple and red, which I believe was supposed to be like grape and berry or something like that. Yeah, so it was glorified cap and crunch basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that's that cool though. <clears throat> I think that's a wrap. On um, do we hit everybody? Yeah, I think so. Sure. I'm feeling a little left out because I I went through mine really quickly, and we talked about Tool. But you realize we just heard two new songs for the first time in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you guys listen to those at all? I did. I but, uh, did you find a good sound quality anywhere? I did, but even the one there's one of the I think the recordings of Descending that that someone's talking in the crowd the whole time. So it's annoying to listen to, but it's some of the best YouTube comments I've ever seen. So I'll send you a link to that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Um, Shut no, up! I'm just kidding, but the, one of the songs is called Invincible, and it's about um, getting older. And, it you know, you kind of see Maynard's progression over the years, but it's about trying to remain relevant and important. And it's pretty uh, kind of a vulnerable song, and it's pretty cool. But both songs are like 12 minutes long, so. I'm encouraged for this new album. Yeah. Sweet. You know, I, I haven't had a chance to li- give it a listen. I wanted to be able, be able to dedicate some time and actually be in the space like this and just really sit and listen to it. And I just haven't had that opportunity, but I am excited. You know, it's not something where I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm certainly <laughs> stoked, but I, you know, it's, it's kind of like date night. You got to have the right mood. Okay. Then let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Metal Don't deny it, Tony. It's time to issue the new challenge. I said, don't deny it. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Who has the challenge? Metalhead. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if this will be easy or hard. Um, When I thought of it, I had one come to my mind immediately. Um, But I've struggled to pick out ones I want to (laughs) use since then. but I, I'm going to go with pick out three of your favorite title tracks from albums. Hmm. Okay. Nice. All right. I like that challenge, actually. From albums. Sorry, folks, we're writing and scribbling notes here. So. <laughs> It's good radio and good podcasting. <laughs> we didn't fall asleep this time. And don't worry, in four or five days, one of us is going to text. Hey, what was the challenge again? Yep. Yeah. That's right. we, I, I tell people, you should listen to our show. It's like a bunch of guys in college. We forget what we're going to challenge each other with, and we come back at the end of the, when the projects do. What was that again? And uh, we wrap it up right there at the last minute, just like college kids. <laughs> well, I have one already, so. Awesome. Cool. Well, therefore, challenge accepted. Right on. All right. Well, that brings us to the album review. 
album review. Can we get some music to kick that in? Thank you. All of the gratuitous riffs. <laughs> it still sounded great. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Well, this week we are reviewing Dead by Wednesday. New album was released two weeks ago, I believe, right? That's right. Yeah. So we're just a couple weeks behind. Um, we'll do a round table. Do you just want to quickly go around, just give an overall feel, what we all thought? Teabags, what do you think? Um, I really liked it. I don't have a lot of my notes with me, so I can't dive deep into it. But overall, um, it's a thumbs up and a, and a will listen again for me. Cool. Metalhead? Uh, same. I have actually listened to it several times. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoy it. Uh, my quick notes on it are, the, I love the intro. I don't know how you say that. Vecchia or whatever. I don't know. That's what I was it's a really great, yeah, it's a really great intro kind of builds and uh, kicks into the first song, which I don't remember the title of now. Um, Smelling salts. Yes. Um, but yeah, overall, it's, I, I really enjoyed the album. Um, my standout tracks were um, Unfuck the World. It's a great song. Uh, I feel like it's kind of saying... Um, we should ignore the media and kind of everybody needs to come together and stand up for what you believe in stuff like that. Um, there's a sick breakdown at the end of this song. <laughs> it gets pretty brutal. Uh, um, you and I is um, their, I don't know if it was their lead single. I think they released something else first, but this, they, they did a video for you and I, I don't know if you guys saw that. I did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was. It's pretty cool. Um, it seems to be kind of about unhealthy relationships, which you know we've all been there. Um, uh-uh. I like. I really like the uh, the vocal melodies on that song, and mm-hmm. I really like both versions of it. The uh, acoustic version at the end of the album is really good. Um, it's a little more moody and just kind of cool. Um, I really liked uh, Darwin's Dance. It's a rager. It's very heavy. A lot of dynamic part changes. Um, the lyrics were interesting. From what I could make out, it seemed to be kind of, it sounds like it's kind of a fantasy about uh, population control. So I don't know, maybe this is like Thanos' theme song. <laughs> um Break When I'm Dead, I thought was really cool. Um, it said version 2.0, so I went back and found the original. I don't know if anyone else did that. Um, nope. The original, the original actually features Eric A.K. from Flotsam and Jetsam. Oh, cool. Who they are, Dead by Wednesday is actually touring with them right now. So that's right. kind of cool. They've obviously been friends for a while. Um, yep. I like this version a little better. Uh, it's got updated production, kind of beefs it up a little bit. Um, so, but yeah, that's my standout tracks. Awesome. Do you overall, have a... overall? Yeah, I'd probably give it. Uh, I don't know, three point five. 
inching towards the four and I've, I've already listened to it several times and we'll listen to it more. So. Right on. Good stuff. Foggy, you want to go or do uh, you want me to go? I've listened, I don't know, 10 to 12 times probably. Uh, I agree one hundo with uh, Metalhead on Vakia or whatever, it, however it's pronounced. That was a great intro. And I know we had one of our uh, challenges not too long ago was about that introduction song. And I thought this was a perfect intro to the album. Um, and I never skip it. You know, I always let it roll because I like it a lot. Um, Smelling Salts was one of my favorite songs. It was definitely a standout musically. And I, I couldn't make out every lyric. And, and I looked and I couldn't find lyrics online yet, um, which I always like to do that so I can kind of clarify things, but um, I, I did like too, the, and I couldn't find anything. Only yeah. Darwin's dance had lyrics yeah. that I could find. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, but you know, there, I think there was a message there about not following society, doing your own thing, being your own person, maybe smelling salts about waking up, so to speak. Um, but I thought just beginning to end, what a great song. Um, you and I, I thought I was going to like that more. I didn't love it. Um, I didn't hate it by any means. And I think I, I like the acoustic version better than that one. Um, I don't skip it when it plays, but not my favorite. Manimal was like a kick in the teeth. I loved it. And not just because it was uh, named after an 80s TV show that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about some great visuals. But um, <laughs> no, that song just blasted me. I love the music on it, the drive. Um, that is truly a rager. I love that one. Um, I really like Chrysalis. And um, I think probably Out the Door Challenge Smelling Salts for my favorite one on the record. And it really reminded me lyrically and vocally of the 90s in a really good way. I thought the chorus was really strong. Um, and it kind of took me back. I thought the, the way that he sang on that one in particular, um, I don't know if it was an homage to that time or not, but uh, that's where it took me. And I love that song. So those are my highlights. And I would give it an easy 4, 4.25 out of 5. Nice. Cool. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. So, yeah, I've given this a handful of listens as well. More around the release date um, than recently, but nonetheless, it, it still stuck with me. Um, the intro song was definitely good. And, you know, with intro songs in metal, there's always that element of You know, and then, you know, out of nowhere, it blasts with, with the tune or whatever, or builds up and stuff like that. This uh, this song here kind of reminded me of the Ring Finger days with the warm-up jam. You know, you kind of chugging on a low note and that kind of stuff and just really building up the uh, and getting loose and getting ready to, to attack, if you will. And that kind of reminded me of that moment nonetheless. But, you know, and, and that's not an insult on that intro, but I just noticed, you know, Fear Factory and any any metal band a lot of times will still have that kind of, you know, cathedral reverb going on with some sort of eerie effect. And it's like, oh, no, I should be scared. I'm going to get my ass kicked. Here we go. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's just a metal thing. It's not these guys. Um, 
Unfuck the World was definitely uh, stuck in my head quite a bit. In fact, I uh, messaged um, the the drummer and told him that we were going to be reviewing it and be on the lookout when we're done. And I actually signed it on FTW in yours uh, with my name as well. And he wrote back, hey, right on, brother. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and that's just how much that song uh, hit me that, you know, it's just catchy and, uh, you know, it's a nice little catchphrase to say the least. You and I, I will say that I like the tune. Um, when I saw the video, uh, I, I listened to the tune first, then I saw the video and the video actually kind of turned me off of the song. And it wasn't that um, the song was bad. It was the the video just, I didn't feel like it yeah. paired well with the, the tune as, as much as they would probably the, want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, the video is a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's a little after-school special. Um, yes. And so, uh, n- you know, and that's not a rip on them. I, I understand you get other creatives involved, and sometimes they, they phone at home. So uh, that's just my speculation. I can't confirm that to be fact. Um, Darwin's Dance, part one and part two. Manimal's good as well. I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I think it's Darwin's Dance. But in around this time in the album, either way, with Manimal and Darwin's Dance, I kind of felt like they were channeling some Phil Anselmo in there. For a minute, I thought he was guesting on the album. Um, definitely had kind of his growl and, and uh, vocal nature going there. And uh, Beat Down and Broken's fun. I like that. And then the uh, You and I acoustic was also a, a fun revamp. Kind of reminded me, not, it's, no, it's not the same song by any means but how life of agony took weeds and had a heavy aggressive version and then did an acoustic version and both versions delivered nicely so um definitely enjoyed that i gotta say the uh the only um and it's not really a beef as much as just i i love heavy music and just how intense and energetic it is and when i turn it up it just really I can feel it really well. I felt like the vocals sat out a little high in the mix. So when I turned it up, I heard the vocals a lot more and it was kind of hard to get the energy of the, uh, the guitars and the bass as much as I, I prefer, but it's just a preference, not a, a gripe on, um, mixing capabilities because it's a well-produced album and well put together. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.85. Um, listened to it multiple times. I'll certainly listen to it again and uh, shout out to Opus for being a down to earth human being and um, you know, good, good work, good luck on the tour, safe journeys. And we look forward to further adventures with you in the future. I would agree with the, the mix there with the vocals. It's sad. They're a little out front. Yeah. Yeah, it's not by much, but you know, it's just yeah, just, just enough, if you will. Yep. Yeah, I would l- really like to, and I'll keep listening to this. I, you know, I love to have it on in my office, and I just leave it on when the kids come in to get in trouble, which is kind of fun. But um, <laughs> uh, I want to. I hope the lyrics come out because I feel like there's a lot of good message, and th- there are some interesting interesting things going on lyrically, and I'd like to to be able to follow up and, and read them and see if I'm reading the songs the right way, if I'm missing something, but it just feels like there really is something there. This isn't just your standard, you know, yelling at the world kind of thing. So hopefully we'll get that at some point. And maybe right. if you buy a CD, you get it. I don't know, but it's like paper music <laughs> online. That's how I listen. I'll have to look for a physical copy and report back. <laughs> well, we all, we all enjoyed it. So yes, yes. Good work, fellas yeah look forward to more Mm -hmm. all right so this week 
outside of listening to Dead by Wednesday and trying to figure out what songs we listen to a lot, do you guys listen to anything uh, anything else of note? Oh, week? yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Monday. Um, I am obsessed with the two new Rammstein songs. Yes. Holy crap. They're both amazing. They released uh, Deutschland first, which... Um, uh, if you have not seen that video, go go watch it immediately. It is a like a nine and a half minute tour de force. It's amazing, okay. um, and uh, the song is great. I, both of these songs they've released, Deutschland and Radio, are amazing. I actually mm. like Radio a little bit better, and I for they're quickly becoming two of my favorite Rammstein songs. I never in a million years thought 20 some odd years down the road. I, I'm so super excited for a new Rammstein, but it, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, Deutschland. What I really like about that song is the backing vocals. I just think it's really interesting the way the you know, lead vocal is really kind of deep and dynamic, if you will. And then this guy's just kind of repeating a word in the background, like, what's up? What's up? What's up? You know what I mean? I, I'm not singing in German, but it's just, you know, he just has a, a, a different texture altogether. And it, it's, it's heavy as hell. It's still a lot of fun at the same time. And, yes. um, you know, plus anything you hear in German, it's going to be eerie in its own regard, especially with heavy music. <laughs> and um, those guys don't disappoint in that regard whatsoever. Um, I haven't seen the video for the second tune yet, but I have listened to it several times. It's good. And, yeah. And, um, you know, in, no, wait, I did, I did see it. I did see it. That's right. Cause it was very, uh, uh, trippy in its own regard. And let me just say, they've got a budget for this production across the board, be it the music or the, the visuals. And, uh, you know, it's very cinematic in nature and I can't wait for the whole thing to come out. Yeah. The video for Deutschland is a very, very big concept. It's kind of all over the place and it's, it looks very expensive. And the video for radio is a little more uh, singular of an idea, um, mm -hmm. but it's it's their videos are always great. They 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 do not make bad videos. No, no, and they don't do a bad performance either. Yeah, right on. Um, I've also been listening to the new Damned Things, uh, which is kind of a side project. It's got members, well, Scott Ian from Anthrax is in it. Uh, I believe the drummer from fallout boy is in it uh the singer is from every time i die if i remember correctly sounds right and a couple other guys so this is their it's been almost 10 years i think since they put out an album and mm -hmm. it's a side project for everybody so that's not a shocker but it's fun i've only listened to it through a couple of times and it's their stuff is really fun um it's you know it's not like world changing stuff it's just fun mm -hmm. but uh and i have uh i've gone back on amazon prime and i've started watching growing pains <laughs> <laughs> which is is so great oh my gosh it's so funny to watch i like going back and watching the shows i grew up with as an adult and you have a whole different perspective on what's going on and like uh -huh. yeah i made i think i made a facebook post about like i i never realized how randy the siever parents were 
I mean, it's like every episode, like they're trying to get away from the kids and get something done. And it's like, I thought, I thought Mike Seaver was the hornball, you know, but it's the parents. I'm like, holy cow, see where he got it. And now I got to watch Alf and see if I have a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in the basement all the time. <laughs> so you want to eat cat? Was he really trying to eat the cats? <laughs> So to speak. That's right. <laughs> All right. Eggs. Anything other than the two new songs this week? Um, that's basically it as far as the music goes. Um, but uh, I've been watching um, True Detective since we're watching Game of Thrones, which I'm loving. Um, and we have the HBO app. I've been watching the latest season of uh, True Detective and like that a lot. And um, like metalhead i kind of went back when i'm working on the laptop i'll put on an old movie like hot shots part do or something <laughs> but the other night i put on office space which i hadn't seen in a long time and i loved you in wall street <laughs> yeah that was a great scene <laughs> uh, but office space was uh yeah i don't know why this cracked me up so much but literally laughed out loud maybe because it was like three in the morning but when he's like asking the construction worker neighbor next door he's like has anybody ever said like you had a case of the Mondays, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no man, no, I don't believe it." Matter of fact, I think they get their ass kicked if they ask me something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it just frames in like how much stuff we just kind of smile and take at work, you know? Right. But, yeah. Other than that, uh, the Tool songs. I mean, I, it's hard because I didn't want to listen to them from someone's phone recording from a crowd, but the other hand is, I've waited 13 years to hear something new. Mm-hmm. and cell phones and things have come a long way so um i think these will be the only two if other ones leak i'll wait but uh still definitely worth it and if you dig into the comments there's people that are really collaborating to get the lyrics down so um whether lyrics person or not uh you should still check out the tunes sweet yeah definitely i i, I look forward to giving them a listen i probably will after we're done tonight yeah one of those is the riff that adam jones put out on instagram Mm-hmm. kind of shared with you guys yes so one of those comes into play so yeah and when, when you sent that to me that was one of the rare occasions that i actually responded with yes jpp oh you want me to go i'll go next that's fine yeah go ahead man it's fine yeah i didn't listen to anything paul no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um all right well you know been uh playing violin every day trying to get that gig on And uh, so I just have been listening uh, in the car some to some classical violin and some good old Irish fiddle um, just to try to get my groove. And uh, so that's been kind of fun. I haven't done that in a while. So that was cool. Nobody in particular. I would just type in, you know, into Apple Music and get all kinds of choices and try them out until I liked one. Hey, Steve. Uh, Yes. So you're learning to play violin. So... I have a job for you at some point in the future. I keep telling Lacey all the time, every time I hear this song, I play it for her and I tell her this song has to be played at my funeral. And it is, it's only vocals and violin. So you have to play it. What is it? Am I singing it? Uh, (laughs) No, no, I, no. Um, Uh, I believe it is called The Parting Glass, and it is an old Irish song, and it's, it's, it, it is about 
someone that has died, it's a, you know, here's to you, this parting glass and I'll send it to you. I'll send you the link of the version that I like. All right. You have my word. If I don't die first <laughs> and I'm not so crippled, I can't play it. I will play it at your funeral. <laughs> Otherwise I'll step in. I'll take care of it. <laughs> That's a gig. That's a gig. Right um, um, yeah. Other than that, um, scene, <laughs> excuse me. Other than that, this week I just listened to um, Dead by Wednesday a lot. So, uh, but good news. I shared it with you guys um, May 17th. We get Slipknot live on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't yeah. know if they're going to play All Out Live or if they're going to play something new um, off the new record, which, as much as I'd like to see All Out Live live, um, I think I'd like to hear something new. And uh, hopefully, my guess would be at this point, since they're going to be on TV, that they'll break out the masks that night. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah. They've been teasing it, but mm -hmm. I think that would be a, a great, great time for them to do it. For sure. You know, speaking of your uh, violin journey, um, I don't know if you've listened to much Paganini um, voluntarily, but uh, some great violin pieces there, which also reminds me... Um, for Foggy and Teabags both, if you've never yeah. heard her before, check out The Great Cat. Great oh. K-A-T. Wow. Um, she's played some yeah. Paganini and some violin pieces on guitar. And we're talking <laughs> super fast, insane. Uh, yeah, okay. she plays Flight of the Bumblebee, and it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it was definitely mid-'80s metal, and she dressed accordingly. Um, a little crazy in that regard, but uh, just some some fun classically – uh, influenced metal in that time. I, you know, if I, if I could say it here, I think she put Yngwie, you know, if not to shame, at least, uh, gave him a, a good run for his money. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll check, check that, that out for sure. Cool. JPP, bring it home. <clears throat> All right. Well, with the, uh, Easter break, I was actually listening when well, I listened to did by Wednesday a lot. And then, um, Life of Agony has been talking about a new album coming out soon. So that put me in the mood to give them a listen. Super stoked for that. Me too. And so I, I had River Runs Red on uh, on my playlist quite a bit. Fantastic first album. It's definitely a, a dark concept album that deals with the guy that's dealing with the struggles in his life. And um, it's pretty depressing in that regard. But some great lyrics in that song or in that whole album for that matter smiling is just a phase and nothing can phase me and um you know if you don't walk with me i will walk alone so i mean it's just really kind of uh dealing with isolation and, and depression in some aspects as well as just um you know trying to find yourself and i feel like the singer wrote this album uh, from his own journeys and even in the second album he's talking about you know, never knowing his mom and stuff like that. And sometimes he likes to pretend that she knows him and that kind of thing. So um, definitely uh, an interesting group of band members as far as just the way they're put together. I will say that if you listen to the parts, it sounds kind of simplistic overall, but it's super heavy. It really just slams and uh, rips your head off. They've got a new drummer. She's great. And, mm -hmm. you know, just good, good stuff. Also, when have you heard what they're doing with this, their new album? No, I haven't heard what it is. It's a sequel to River Runs Red. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it is that the kid that that album kind of follows through the story arc, it's mm -hmm. him now like okay 
Gotcha. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad excited. to know that there's. Yeah, I'm glad to know that there was able to have a part two, if you will, because um, yeah. I didn't know how it was going to end. But um, I went real raw after that and was digging out some misfits and Sam Hain and um, some early Danzig stuff and just really going back to the the roots of of what he did and um, also listened to how the gods kill a little bit and um, just again we kind of going back in in nostalgia in that regard so um haven't had much time to play guitar the past two weeks which bums me out but still you know picking up and writing when i can and then you know synthwave i saw some new releases from the midnight and there's some other stuff coming out from on playlists on youtube so i've had that on in the background at work as it's instrumental and it's not too distracting you can just hear hear something while i'm focusing and um just really just trying to absorb as many grooves as I can. Um, trying to think, watched Game of Thrones, haven't really watched TV much otherwise, saw Avengers Endgame, um, has, you know, by the time this episode comes out, you'll have heard most of our reactions to that. And, uh, you know, if you haven't watched the movie, wait and then listen to it. Um, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> I have to say, you guys, you were like, yeah, I think we can sit down and uh, knock out a quick thing. And we started talking and like two and a half hours later. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Right, right. And I, you know, after this episode, um, Steve, I, I will uh, um, give share with you another thought that I called Monday with um, <laughs> just yesterday. So, um, you know, this movie still leaves me with a lot of questions. <laughs> Well, I like that. I like questions. And I, I do too. A's will answer everything for us. Yep. So, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Looks like that wraps up the show. We uh, hopefully gave all the listeners some new songs to listen to. We got a new challenge next week. Our three favorite title tracks. We all dug Dead by Wednesday. And next week we will be reviewing Bad Religion. Maybe. They got a new one coming out. Released. Oh, nice. yeah, the age of unreason yes heck yeah i love them I'd, I'd be down for that okay well let's go ahead and do that then that's the only uh album that i saw that looked like everybody might enjoy so we'll check that one next week word and until then have a great week everybody we'll see you next time bye now <laughs>